A big trap that wedding pros fall into is working for free. I would love for us to work together on shattering this mindset, putting money back in your pocket where it belongs. Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of the Refined Podcast. Today, we are asking the question, when is it okay to work for free? Okay, let's start by asking ourselves why someone might work for free. Some of the obvious reasons might be to gain experience, to help a friend or a loved one, to support someone in the military, maybe to barter with another company or gain exposure. Those are kind of the obvious ones, right? So we've seen those. We generally get why someone might do that. I want to kind of dive into the mindset here. Like, why really are we doing that? Do we understand our value? And I think once we understand our value, we can kind of shift the way we think about this question of when is it okay to work for free? So when we talk about value, I want everyone listening to understand you have value. You are doing work, right? So whether you're planning a wedding, you're shooting a wedding with photography, you're DJing, whatever it is that you're doing, you are doing work, okay? So everyone at any job is given a wage on their first day. Of course, there's internships, things like that, where it's agreed upon in advance that maybe that isn't the case, but that's a topic in and of itself. I have opinions about that as well. The point here is that you show up to a retail job or fast food chain and It's your first job, you're 16, whatever your state allows, and you're given a wage, okay? And then as you gain experience and you grow in success and you help the company grow, you get pay raises. That's how it works. So why are we coming into this industry thinking I have to work for free to then earn a wage? Do you see the falsehood in that mindset? Do you see the the breakdown there? I think that if we understood that we had value, we wouldn't be working for free the way we do. So, and I want to add to that, especially if you've interned with or worked with another company or have any kind of experience in the industry. I think a lot of times people fall into the trap of thinking, well, I'm starting a business. And so I'm going to work three or four or five weddings for free to gain experience and a portfolio and all of those things. And I'm here to tell you that You can do that. There's nothing wrong with that if you do it the right way. And we'll get into that in a minute. But you don't have to do that. I don't think it's necessary. And I would encourage you not to do that for the sake of the industry as a whole and just kind of helping shift this mindset and for better communicating to society that wedding pros have value. So let's move into asking ourselves, when is it okay to work for less or for free? I think... It's okay to do this if we are very clear about our why or our level of experience. I think we just need to be honest with that about that in our marketing or advertising or whoever we're networking with and working with. So if a couple hires you 
for $500, it's because you're communicating that, hey, I'm brand new and I need to get a little bit of experience here. I still don't think it's healthy to do that. I think, you know, it's best to study and know the market value of your service or product in your area and maybe price at the low end of that. But if you're going to do this, do it the right way. Do it with a lot of transparency and a lot of very clear communication on, hey, this is my first wedding. Okay. You're going to pay for what you're going to get what you paid for. I think another time that it might be okay to work for less or for free is if it really, truly benefits you in a real impactful way via exposure or a connection that you're going to make. But here's the thing. We all get that dangling carrot in our faces and feel like it's going to benefit us that in a certain way. Like what's the guarantee there? So if you do this, you have to know and have to be okay with the fact that it might not. Okay. So there have been some events that I have worked that ended up being just endless referrals for me later. Right. And that would have been one that like, (laughs) you don't have to pay me because I'm going to get so much work out of this. Right. But we don't know that I'll get so much work out of it. So I want to get paid. So this is a topic with, you know, influencers reaching out. Hey, I'll give you exposure. And we're going to have a talk that's going to be on the podcast here coming up. It's in the pipeline, how to respond to that. And I have a guest that's going to walk us through their response to it. So good, but make sure that there's real exposure there and have boundaries around what that looks like, what the result is if that exposure does not transpire, like, do they then pay you? Things like that. Another reason you might work for less or for free is if you are legit doing a good deed. Okay. So let's say there's so many different scenarios, like you're do a funeral, you're going to provide a wedding for someone that just has like, you know, that cover story, just the tearjerker. And you just want to be a part of it because you're so moved by it. And you feel like you can really help and impact someone and not just someone, but maybe a group of people or a small community. And you're like legit just giving back because we as humans should be givers, right? And so if you, and you know, you can decide if that's self-serving or not, but can you really be helpful to somebody? There's, I've only done one wedding for free and I won't really go into the stories of it, but it was basically a like, I discovered a need at like 10 o'clock one night and I was just so moved by it. And I reached out and just said, oh my goodness, I would love to, you know, let me do your wedding. And that was that. And it was awesome. So it really made a difference for that person. Okay. If doing those things though, you need to have some boundaries because, you know, when, when we do things for less or for free, there's room for resentment to build at some point if things aren't done the right way. So I think it's still really important to have a contract and really clear expectations on services, terms, office hours, channels of communication. What is all of that going to look like? Put it all on paper and make sure that both parties really agree, even if it's a free exchange. Okay. Also, I think there need to be, I don't think this is the right word, but like consequences right now. So a minute ago when I said like, Hey, if we're doing this for exposure, but then there is no exposure, what is the consequence? <laughs> I don't know. Why can't I think of the right word here, but just what can make that right? What can resolve that? What then happens? Okay. I also think that within the boundaries, you need to have a real process and a real system. So obviously as a newer planner, you're developing those things, but that's where things like the refine shop 
come into play. I mean, that's all there for you. It's all done and ready. And there's no reason a new planner needs to go into that totally blind. I think it's irresponsible. In fact, I think there's so many templates out there on the market that starting with those things is, is really the only responsible and mature way to do that. So hop into the refined job, get the wedding planning process kit and make sure that you have a process and a system ready to go with your clients. And then of course, as you do more and more of them over time, even if you're coming from another company that had a process and a system, you're going to have to learn how you want to do things, right? So whether you're starting a company with experience or starting a company without experience, like you've got to have that in place and you've got to give yourself grace to know that that will improve over time. And it will take, you know, however many clients to shed light on things in your process and system that you want to change and develop and grow. I mean, doing it for a decade, every season, there's still things that we change about our process, okay? I think also if you're going to do something for less or for free, especially for free, and I'll wrap up with this point, is that you really need to require that they work with a photographer that will give you images. So, I mean, if your whole idea is like, yeah, I'll do that for free for experience and a portfolio. Well, like, are you going to get the pictures and are you going to get a testimony? Are you going to get a review? So that needs to be built into your contract. And I think that there needs to be back to the word consequences. Again, I'm still struggling with what the right word is here, but trade-off, I don't know. So I think it's appropriate in the contract to state, hey, look, I will do this for free in exchange for, you know, X number of images because are they going to give you five images, 10 images? And like, what if only one of them works for anything, right? Like you need a full gallery. So be very clear about that. You want a full gallery of like at least a hundred images. And I mean, a full gallery can be hundreds, but I mean, at a minimum, you need like the highlight reel. So at a minimum, you're, you're getting a hundred images that tell the entire story of the day, not just the ceremony, not just the reception. It's got to be getting ready to sparkler exit and everything in between. And then you're wanting a testimonial and you can set this up in a couple of different ways. You can say, Hey, look, I think best practice here is going to be setting up in a way that states clearly in the contract that there's a deposit. There's like, and it has to be substantial enough to give to incentivize them to actually not want to lose that deposit. So like for 300, 400, $500, I'm going to hold on to that as a security deposit that I will get images and I will get a testimonial. And once those things are provided, I will return that $500 or whatever it is, right? It can't be a hundred bucks. Anyone will walk away for a hundred bucks. It's got to be real money, but then don't spend that money either. Make sure it's set aside because then when you have to return that 500 bucks, it's going to suck. So obviously you can't force anyone to write you a positive review, but if for whatever reason they decided that it was just a terrible experience and whatnot, you probably still learned a lot from that experience and you did do a lot of work. So don't feel bad about the $500 or maybe you do, maybe you, you give it back and you work through that conversation with them and you really do all you can to be teachable about that experience, right? So again, I just think working for free, working for less, offering discounts, things like that are a big trap that we fall into. And I'm hopeful that some of these talking points will have resonated in a way that opens up a little bit more thoughtful awareness about your value and about, I think that there's a lot of damage that can happen when we do these things. I think that no one's expecting you to, 
So why do it? Everyone at any job is given a wage on their first day. So, you know, and it commiserates, yeah, is that the word? Commiserates with experience. I don't know. I love having these real chats with you guys where I can just admit that maybe sometimes I don't have the right word. That's twice now in this conversation. I'm like, is that the right word? But we're here for the point, not semantics, right? So lean into your value, trust your value, be honest about your experience, be honest about, you know, what you can provide to a couple. And then yes, have boundaries, be really clear in the whole process and stand up for what you want out of the experience. It can't just be experience. It has to also benefit the growth of your business. So with that, I will wrap up and I will leave you to hopefully having an awesome day.